millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hello and welcome to So I Got to Thinking, the weekly Sex and the City podcast where we take Carrie's iconic questions and apply them to modern life and love. You are listening as ever to Vagina Liner Juno Dawson and Titty Witty Dylan B. Jones. <laughs> Hi Titty Witties. Hi Vagina Miner. Vagina Winer. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Good. We were just saying before we uh, before we launched into recording, um, Everything is just crazy now. There's so much going on, um, and it's great. I went to a gig, my first gig on Sunday. Um, yeah, it was out. I've just bought theatre tickets. That's optimistic, isn't it? Wow, that's amazing. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's, it's all happening. <laughs> Life is back now. I will say, obviously, you know, two two full seasons of this podcast pretty much were recorded during lockdown most of season two and all of season three were recorded during lockdown and it's nice to see life gradually returning to normal where your mask kids get vaccinated but um like on Sunday I went for brunch with my friends yes um and we decided well, let's just go to the cafe where we used to go before lockdown. Because what we did was we started when it was when we were legally allowed to do so. We started going to Gavin's house instead uh-huh. and just having break, having brunch around Gavin. Oh, that's nice. It was. So we, we saw each other within the restrictions. But then um, we sort of realised last week there's nothing stopping us now. Yeah. Like, and all of us had kind of forgotten that we can yeah, there be have out been, again. Kind of. I think everyone's had a few moments like that, haven't they? Like, oh, yeah. we can walk into this place now. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. fine, yeah. And and then we got our old table. Like, oh, I know wow. it seems very sex in the city, but my life, I'm not going to lie, Dylan, sometimes my life is a bit sex in the city. And <laughs> does, it, does, it, know, we... does it have a corrugated, translucent plastic wall next to the table? It might as well. <laughs> so we we used to get in really early. So we go for brunch quite early on Sunday to make sure that we get the table we want. Yeah, it's terrible, but yeah. we're those people. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of, we like it because it's the, there's a big, big window that looks out over her and we want the window seat. Yeah. So. And I did, I looked around at my friends, hello, Gavin Lewis and Stuart, if you're listening. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, look. Because there was a point where I wasn't, I didn't, and I think like a lot of people, I didn't know if life was going to return to normal. Yeah. Or like, or how close we would get back to normal. Yeah. 
kind of. Um, so to be able to just sit in a coffee shop in Brighton having brunch was was really nice. Absolutely. Maybe we should record um, the podcast uh, in a studio <gasps> for one episode, just for old time's sake sometime. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. Just just imagine the sound quality. <laughs> just, just imagine the listeners now going back to season one. Oh my gosh, it sounds like it's done in a fully professional record. Well, it was. It was. It was. <laughs> Spoilers. It was. Um, you can hear the, the noisy road outside my flat. One smart. Um, it adds to the charm. It adds to the it charm. It adds to the charm. And do you know what? We had imagined now if we'd have stopped recording for lockdown, we'd have had to take two years off the podcast. So, yeah. You know, we, we kept it going for you, listeners. Yeah. And for us. And for us, um, this is the gift. Um, <laughs> let's discuss season four, episode six, Baby, Talk is Cheap. Yeah. Um, do you have a synopsis, Dylan? And is it in a pot? Uh, it is in a pot and it is a synopsis. Um, <laughs> um, so can you tell I'm a podcaster? Um, so um, the title of the episode is very clever because it's a double meaning. It's Baby talk is cheap because Carrie is trying to communicate with Aiden to trying to communicate to him that she wants to get back together with him and it's also baby talk because Samantha experiences a guy who really wubs baby talk (laughs) 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 Um, so we'll get we'll get to that um yeah Trey uh, a, a significant um point in Charlotte and Trey's arc uh they decide they want to have a baby um mm-hmm. and Miranda discovers nothing to do with well discovers rimming oh my god of course she does how i mean i watched this episode literally an hour ago how did i um how did oh, i forget that and one? carrie sends her first email <laughs> can he see me oh yeah, we, we've god. reached we've reached that one was... i think that is what this episode is famous for the one where carrie <laughs> Is scared of email. Well, what I loved about what was so refreshing about this episode is that it was dated, but in a way that was charming, not in a way that was like horrible. <laughs> well, um, there was something a tiny bit problematic, but it will we'll come to work, Charlotte. There was later, yeah. Just to, and I mean nothing outrageous, but just just a little. Yeah. Um. Again, we're not we're not in the transphobia week. Um. <laughs> so I guess let's start with. You, obviously, this whole thread is the plot to bring to bring John Corbett back as yeah. Aiden, and so it's like a little trilogy actually. Because before they can get back together as boyfriend and girlfriend, we we kind of have to go through the motions of Carrie atoning for her sins. Mm. Yeah, which is interesting. It's interesting when they're talking about it at the start, and Miranda like very diplomatically says. She she kind of says something like, "Oh well, considering what happened, mm-hmm. um, he might he you you have to be prepared that he might not want to hear it." Which, uh, she's right. Um, yeah, yeah. And Carrie Carrie doesn't seem to have factored this one <laughs> well, in. Like, no, of course not. <laughs> she she has quite a high opinion of herself because if I had cheated on a guy, would I even try it? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Like, it's very um. I don't know if brave is the one. I'm, I'm, I think probably blinkered rather than brave of Carrie to, to be trying it. Um, and it did occur to me that like if the gender roles were flipped and it was a guy like coming back to a woman after he had cheated on her, it'd be, it would seem very like, yeah, I don't know. 
Um, I think, so the, the question that we have to endeavour to answer by the end of this episode is, in matters of love, do actions speak louder than words? Mm. Um, and it's kind of carries actions that confuse me a bit. Mm. Like, she sends him an email which is never the best way to get reaction quickly. So that that was flawed right from the get-go. But then this whole, we'll go out for dinner with Steve and Miranda to kind of trap Aiden into a date-not-date kind of situation. Also quite unfair on Miranda as well, because... Oh, that was so shit, when she makes Miranda leave as well. Yeah, and also, like, it's never easy, like... Like, things are kind of fine with her and Steve at the moment, aren't they? But it's quite mm-hmm. a big ask to be like, oh, can you just, like, go out for dinner with your ex as well? Just because I want to see, want to, like, chance it with my ex. But, you know, like, very Carrie behaviour. She was very... Very Carrie. She was particularly Carrie in this episode. Mm. Um, also in the way that, that she got more and more, like... Um, I don't know, just kind of unreasonable and strange, like, as the episode progressed. Because <laughs> um. if it was, so let's say, again, if it were me, and this is the podcast, we apply our experience to this. So let's say I had cheated on a guy and then wanted to get back with him. I think I would go back more apologetically. Mm. And I have been... Got a really long time ago, I found out a guy had sort of been cheating. Um, and, you know, he, we did the whole Love Island thing and he had to beg and plead and make amends. And then I decided to take him back. Whereas I don't really see that from Carrie. Like, and let's not forget, she really did confess to the cheating. I mean, that's the only thing she has going in her favour, which is she at least was honest with Aiden. Yeah. About what had happened. Yeah. But what shakes me is that she doesn't reach... It's the fact she almost tricks him, I think is what bugs me. Like, she should have just called him up and said, Hi, Aiden. it was really lovely to see you at the launch of the bar. And, you know, it really got me thinking about the way things between us ended. And I know I have no right to say this. Yeah. But if you ever wanted to get a drink, I would be so down for getting a drink. Yeah. Do you think that's more of a, I mean, not to be like a smug millennial, but do you think that's more of a, a thing, a thing that I feel like people communicate a little bit more efficiently now with things like that? Because because uh, they were saying, because when uh, Carrie was asking Miranda to come along, she was like, oh, well, that means that you're there. Is the, and it was all this kind of like sort of game playing and like the veiled messages and stuff. I think people mm-hmm. are possibly a little bit more no, no nonsense and a little bit more honest now. Or maybe not. It's because we're so good at sending emails. Well, yeah. That, maybe that's why. We've got WhatsApp now, so... Well, you know. exactly, yeah. <laughs> Just, and there, there was a couple, there was, in fact, I won't name names, but there, there was a guy in London, and it was really unfortunate timing, because it was right when I was kind of figuring out whether or not I was going to transition. Bing, bong, bing. <laughs> and, and I really, really liked him. And in a weird parallel world where I never transitioned... I might have ended up with him, which mm. I always think that's quite strange. Um, he's really happy now. He has a completely different boyfriend. His life looks delightful. Um, oh my god, there should I be do- there should be a there should be a sliding doors where in one version Gwyneth Paltrow transitions and then the other <laughs> <laughs> into Lawrence Fox. Oh god, <laughs> that, that's how I imagine the male Gwyneth. Paltrow. Oh god, actually, no, maybe yeah. Paul Bettany. Let's go. We'll go. She transitions into Paul Bettany. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, sorry, what were you what were you saying? <laughs> but I do, you know, and I, I there was a couple of times where we dated a bit and then I kind of half ghosted him a little bit. And then I would change my mind and be like, oh my God, I'm letting someone go and he's really nice. And so, you know, there's, there's a way of doing it. You There is a, there is a way back. There's always a way back. Yeah. But I just, again, we keep saying the same thing, which is why is Carrie so emotionally illiterate? Yeah. And she's a sex columnist. Again, it comes mm. down. Mind you, I suppose like you don't have to be emotionally illiterate if you're a sex columnist. But um... of course, I mean, my God, we we know lots of columnists. <laughs> and actually, do you know what? If your life is a clusterfuck, it just makes for really good columns. Yeah, yeah, true. And the, you know, or in fact, good TV. Yeah, I was, so, um, I was just gonna say, um, if, if Carrie's. If Carrie had her shit together, it would be a really boring TV show, wouldn't it? I like so. their conversation about Aiden at the bar. Like, obviously saying what the viewers are thinking. Like, Charlotte's like, oh, I wasn't sure about that turquoise jewellery and stuff like but that. That's the scene that I think works. Charlotte might pop. Oh, yeah, the belly. Because they do, they they shame his belly. Yeah, true. Um, um, which, you know, John Carver is gorgeous. Yeah. You know, and he was, I mean, yes, the styling was unfortunate in season three. The double denim and the neckerchiefs and the flares. Yeah. And as Charlotte points out, the turquoise jewellery was unfortunate. <laughs> but um, but don't be, don't be making fun of his. I like it. I like it, Belly. And do you know what? That, know. that body type in men is much more... Um, What's the word? Not exactly fetishized, but it's much more appreciated now, I think, than it used to be. Well, we have a word for it now, don't we? We call it dad bod. Yeah, the dad bod, yeah, very much. The dad bod. And you know, I would rather take an Aiden body than I would an insane post-Marvel superhero workout body where, like, they'll look veiny and creepy. Oh, every time, yeah. I mean, Mm. I wouldn't say no to the latter either, but <laughs> but it's like, which would you rather, Parks and Rec, Chris Pratt, or Jurassic World, Chris Pratt? Yeah, see, this is the thing, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Of course, every time. And it was before he became a gun-turting Republican, yeah. so... Um, the, the slightly problem... Well, I don't even know if it's problematic, it's just ridiculous. The slightly woke Charlotte line that I picked up on was when Carrie's, Carrie's voiceover said, The Indians had to wait six months for a response. <laughs> it took me six months to get the message I wanted to be with Aiden. <laughs> like... Okay, <laughs> just another that, one of those. Okay, that that's it's a weird reach, isn't it? Yeah, and by the way, we say Native American <laughs> now, Carrie. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's it's a funny one. I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad when I remember this, even back the first time round. I was so glad when Aiden came back. I always felt that they had unfinished business, and sure enough, they do. And of all of Carrie's relationships, I liked spending time. In, in Carrie and Aiden's. Mm. Um, and obviously, I don't want to get ahead of us, but I love how it plays out this season as well. Mm. I love the kind of the little journey they go on. And and I think it's a very different chemistry to the chemistry that Sarah Jessica Parker has with Chris Nerf. But I love the chemistry she has with John Carver as well. True. I was thinking that too. And I was also thinking, is this the first time or one of a very few times that a TV show has sort of like really said goodbye to a significant romantic interest and then they've come back for quite a significant time? 
does that happen that doesn't happen very often does it like characters no. characters grow away from each other and then get back together while they're all still in the show but it's not very often that a romantic interest will literally leave like the character mm. is gone and then unexpectedly comes back um the only one that i can think of off the top of my head is Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, yeah, who was true. who was never intended to come back. It was it was just that they really liked James Masters and wanted to keep him around. The fans loved um, loved Spike as well, didn't they? Also true of Anya yeah. from Buffy the Vampire Slayer as well. She was Emma Caulfield was never meant to be in Buffy for seven years or however mm. long it was, kind of. Um, so yeah, it it can happen. Mm. I think. That's a great time to take a break yeah. before we move on to the other girls. Yeah. Um, the 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 short answer is Carrie and Aiden are back. They're back together by the end of the episode. They have weird slow motion running into each other's arms. Oh, and John Corbett's "You broke my heart" was amazing oh, as well. Such a good line. Such a good line. And quite gonna kind of love his shirt with the embroidered roses. Yeah, I was gonna say I would wear that shirt. Very you. You would absolutely <laughs> wear that shirt. Yes, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, you broke my heart. But then then. Action speaking louder than words. Both Carrie and Aiden throw pebbles at each other's window. Mm. Um, has anybody thrown pebbles at your window? No, and I'm a bit um, gutted to be honest that no one has. Mm. An Italian uh-huh. used to scream outside my window on a night for drugs because <laughs> I used to live next door to an adult, an Italian drug dealer. So sometimes people would come and stand outside my bedroom window and scream, "Massimo!" I'm gonna Massimo. <laughs> I'm gonna guess this is when you lived in London. No, that was Brighton. Oh, really? That was Hove. Wow. Hove of all places, yeah. Um, Amazing. Oh, <laughs> memories. Okay, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Stay where you are. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, welcome back to So I Got To Thinking. Dylan and I have been watching Baby Talk Is Cheap um, as we attempt to answer the question, when it comes to love, which is better, or rather, which speaks louder, actions or words? Um, 
Again, this question kind of has an impact for Trey and Charlotte as well, who decide to have a baby. Mm. And I'm really very pleased that both Samantha and Charlotte see the red flag. I love- like Joel did. Like Joel did two weeks ago. She's, These two <laughs> should not be having a child. I love just Samantha when she's like, Trey and I are trying to have a baby. And Samantha, without missing, missing a beat, is just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. oh, it's so awful because a lot of my children... What? A lot of my children have friends. What? A lot of my friends have children. Yeah. Um... And it's, you can see Samantha's point, which is nothing in your life is going to change your life more than having kids. Yeah. You know, and, and so I think from from Samantha's point of view, it's basically, oh my God, you know, I'm going to lose a friend mm. to, the, to the motherhood. Which And we see that, we see that plot with um, Miranda, like Samantha really struggles when Brady comes on the scene. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. None of my... None of my close friends have kids. Um, yet. Yet. Yeah, yeah. Yet. yet. Um, quite a few of Chris's friends do. And I know a few mm-hmm. of yours do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it's coming soon for me. Um, it does. I mean, because, too, you know, can you remember way back in season one when we had Alice Bevert and Palmer on mm. to talk about the, the baby shower? Yeah. Um, if you are a cisgender woman heading into your 30s, regardless of where you stand on wanting children or not wanting children, it feels like a conversation that's imposed on you. Mm. You know, you are going to have to have it, even if you, you know, move to a cave on the side of an Irish cliff, like a puffin is going to fly into that cave to talk about your biological clock. You know, and even as a trans woman, you know, I get asked as well. Yeah, because I remember that you said that you got Mm. asked pretty much as soon as you transition, then people yep. started asking you, which I just find, I find the psychology of that so interesting because it means it's so ingrained in like what people's idea, like people's ideas of gender as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so invasive. It's so invasive so to invasive. ask people that. And ha- having a child is a life changer. Yeah. Like Max and I got married a couple of weeks ago. You know, our life has not changed in the slightest other than I wear an extra ring, you know, kind of, but having a child, or for that matter, getting a puppy, um, changes your life forever. And, you know, it, it was, it's kind of, it feels like the end of a chapter, mm. you know, because those friends, you know, when you've got a tiny little thing that you have got to care for or it will die, your life has got to change. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't do sex in the city anymore. You can't yeah. be out for dinner seven nights a week. Um, and that's why, you know, that and maybe that's kind of where, you know, reality starts to get tenuous with this show when, when Miranda and Charlotte continue to live the life they live mm. with kids. And, you know, that leads to that horrific moment in Sex in the City too where Miranda and Charlotte are like, how do people do this without nannies? And the rest of the world is fuck off. Just fuck yeah, off. Yeah, and they're like... You know, women all around the world manage. Yeah, and they're both... Like, I remember they're both like at the bar, like in fucking Abu Dhabi, Abu just Dhabi. like crying because they can't look after their kids even though they've both... Oh, God. Um, yeah. Where's your kids, Miranda? <laughs> Where are they now? Um, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, and it's... Int- I really liked the scene when... Um, Charlotte and Trey had Charlotte's friends around for dinner 
and their three kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is where actions are speaking louder than words. Yeah, yeah. And they both kind of realise, as as romantic and as, um, what's the word, traditional as Trey and Charlotte are, they both kind of realise without, it's an unspoken thing, they're like, shit, like... Do we want kids? Mm. Do we actually want kids right now? <laughs> um, yeah. And that, that I love that dinner scene, which is such carnage. Yeah. And it's 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 for me, it's not so much about the kids, because kids will be kids. It's about the terse Yeah, the parents. Between the parents. Just don't talk to me like you talk to the children. Not all little boys no. have to like sports. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, it's excruciating. In fact, slightly triggered about my parents' marriage. Oh god. Um, yeah, so happily divorced than my parents. Um, There's a few great awkward um, scenes in this episode, actually. That's one of them. And also Carrie on the phone to Aiden. She's all, it's, SJP is always so good at awkwardness. Um, again, that was really awkward as well. Um, where mm. she hangs up the phone afterwards and she's just like, what did I... <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? Oh, with the um, fur call. Yeah. You know how sometimes they try to make things happen, like um, the gay straight man and the straight gay man. Oh, I think the, the fur call, the fur call, was trying to make fetch happen. Not quite. Yeah. Ne- never have I heard anyone outside of that episode use the phrase fur call. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh. We've completely skipped past Charlotte's African dance class. <laughs> oh yeah, the famous. I feel like we've we've given this African dance class quite a lot of airtime, considering it's like because we've talked about it before, haven't we? And Have like, we? Yeah, like, and they're like bobbing around. <laughs> it's just it's it's so Carrie's Carrie's outfit for African dance class as well, and that she's like wearing like a head wrap and aviator shades. Yeah. And like stubbornly refusing to join in. So she's above the actual African dance. So she she goes to an African dance class, which feels a little bit cultural appropriation-y anyway. Um, like it feels quite tokenistic, kind of like, again, getting all the best things of a culture without taking any of the oppression that goes with a culture. Um but yeah, I just thought that was I hated her cringe. speaking of her outfit, I hated that hat as well. That beret, that beret sort of like square forward facing beret that she wore. Oh yeah, um, unpleasant. Not good, yeah. Not the one. So she has Charlotte and Trey. I love the very vigorous sex. Yes. I love I love Charlotte milking Trey for his seed. That was hilarious. <laughs> and yeah, they're gonna have a baby or they're gonna try, of course we know how that one works. But um yeah. that's them. Meanwhile, across town, rimming. Yeah. Rimming. Miranda. Miranda and rimming. Um, Which is not called rimming in this episode, I believe. They call Tuckus it Lingu- lots of things. Tuckus, Tuckus Lingus. Tuckus Lingus. And then she says he licked my butt mm-hmm. as well. Rimming's an interesting one. And talking Well, it's it's very topical as well. Did you see a couple of weeks back loathsome internet twat Stephen Bear posted a video of his girlfriend rimming him and posted it on Twitter? Oh uh, oh so this is see, this is why I'm not on Twitter anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just I mean Who's Stephen Bear again? The the name rings a bell. He's he's that absolutely vile man who won one of the seasons of Celebrity Big Brother. Oh I yeah. Think absolutely loathsome guy kind of um really just gross and um yeah that's what he apparently he's doing i don't know if they have an only fans or something i guess but um so it seems i guess a lot of a lot of straight people still don't know what rimming is which i find really interesting 
Um, and but surely they do because this episode is 20 years old. Did this episode teach people what rimming was? Perhaps, yeah. I was quite surprised that all the girls, in all the Sex in the City girls knew it, knew what it was. Um, mm. And I particularly loved Charlotte <laughs> when she was like, oh yeah, well, Trey and I do it and I do it back. Um, Trey likes it. Trey yeah. likes it. Um, yeah, but I, I remember when I saw that iconic first episode of Queer as Folk. Um, with, well, that's what taught me what rimming. Yeah, is, I yeah. mean, same. And I had never uh, even heard of it before, and or even it never even occurred to me that that would that it could happen or did happen. Um, and yeah, mind blown. Um, I I just didn't understand. I was like, why is he licking his butt? Like, <laughs> yeah. I was so confused. And then later on, when I met Russell T Davis, <laughs> drop that name. You asked. That you was, asked him. That, that well, no, that was going to be my like hilarious sort of sassy opening. Like, oh my god, thanks for teaching me what rimming was. <laughs> but of course, I completely bottled it and was just like, I'm a big fan. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Um, I, I love that Charlotte's response when when they gave her the look was we're married <laughs> yeah, as, like... if, as if kind of that's that's the perk you get for when you when you exchange vows you can you can enjoy rimming. Um, I was surprised at Samantha saying she would never do it back to the guy, but I think that that was to kind of that was so that Charlotte could have her punchline so that she could be the only one who did it. I think that that was just to make that funnier. Um, yeah, it's it's a funny one because we you know. Anal, and they talk about the the, the that area. Yeah, you know that area is so ubiquitous in pornography now. Yeah, and you know, and it causes problems because boys think that anal is sorry straight cis boys think that anal is very common because it's in so much pornography that then teenage girls cis teenage girls are feeling an enormous pressure to to deliver on anal Mm. sex and young men are putting girls under enormous pressure to try anal sex as well Mm. um so this is this is kind of the conversation hasn't really changed since this episode you know which is you know what what are the rules and you know what is the frequency but like with anything that conversation kind of shows the model for how it should be which is anybody should be able to enjoy bum fun and you should also be able to talk about it with your partner which again Miranda falls down on and ends up screaming into his anus I don't want to do that I don't want to do that um into his very nice bum into his lovely one, which is nice bopping bum. around at her, yeah. like it's like it's like bobbing up and down at her face, kind of, um, which I love, and I love that actor. I mean, how do you film that scene? It's like as a director, as somebody who's been an actor, you know, kind of all you'd have to do is just have the most fun with yeah. it. I think. I mean, yeah, for me, but I mean, obviously, like this is this won't be news coming from a gay man, but I am fine with it. Not all gay men do like it, though. Yeah, that's true. Just. That's true. Yeah. But I I don't. Some people. Some like really really go for it and really love it. I don't mind it. <laughs> I'm afraid. No. Again, I'm sorry, everyone listening to this. Um. Traditionally, I've been in the in my more prolific days. I was much more of a Samantha, which oh. was, was quite happy to receive it. Oh, I see. But then had an emergency phone call. That I had to attend to. I just again, I just hygiene. Hygiene's a bit of can be a bit of an issue, obviously. Just yeah, I just I just 
don't want to be anywhere near anyone's bottom, if I'm honest. I do find it quite funny. So obviously, <laughs> this this doesn't quite apply as much now with COVID. But I remember I once had my friend David in stitches because like he had just been telling me like how he'd had this wild night with a guy the night before and how and like went into great detail about lots of stuff, including rimming. And then like a bit later on, I was like, oh, do you want to try some of my drink? And he was like, oh, I don't, I don't, I never share straws with people. And I was like, right, so you'll literally like lick a stranger's asshole, but you won't have some of my drink. Like, where's the, lo- <laughs> where's the logic in that? <laughs> Amazing. Yes. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't wear a mask. <laughs> I'd never, um, I would never. <laughs> mm. um, um, so yeah, Miranda and Mr. 10 Minute Mile. Yeah. Mr. Marathon, Mr. Mr. Mile. Yeah, it, it can't go any further. It's that's they've reached the logical conclusion, given that she just doesn't want to eat his ass. Um, <laughs> and that, I think that's all that we're meant to really glean from that storyline. Yeah, it? I that was think. a cute. And even less screen time, I think, was Samantha this week, mm. who who is dealing with, with again the the, I guess we well baby talk deal, dealing with. And that, and it, and it is so repulsive. I mean, I know it's a, it's a, it's a stupid plotline, but yeah, there is nobody on this earth who could have tolerated vagina whiner, vagina whiner, titty witties, um, titty witties. <laughs> um, I mean, it's funny because we could file him under. You know, if we if we did all the shags of Sex in the City, we could arrange them into like a Carol diagram or a Venn diagram or something, uh-huh. and it's guys who do weird things during passion. Yeah. So we could put him with the guy who called Charlotte fucking a fucking slut, a fucking heart. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's a few. Sometimes yeah, during sex, sometimes people do weird things. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And we we can't be mad at them, but you can get the ick. I believe that's what the kids are calling it. The kids are calling it the ick. And also, like Samantha was good. Samantha was like very just. She didn't insult. She wasn't like mean to him. But she was mm-hmm. like, oh, can we, like, just stop the baby talk? It's not, you know, I'm not into it. Like, she didn't, like, make fun of him, really. She just communicated no. very firmly. But then, of course, he was a baby. <laughs> he was a, he was a big baby, yeah. yeah. So, um, um, so that that's the end of him. Yeah. He, he's gone the way of all of Samantha's one-episode lovers. Yeah. Um, so let's try and answer this question. When it comes to matters of the heart, which speak louder, actions or words? So I, for once, have quite a firm answer to this one. Um, mm-hmm. I think actions, definitely. Correct. Yeah. Go on, explain your reasoning, please. Well, I think that people just, like, it's um, it's not a, it's not a completely great example because it's not a romantic relationship example, but one time I screwed something up with my flatmate. Like he had work really early the next day and I ended up coming back with a load of people at like 2 a.m. <laughs> um, and he was understandably really pissed off. And I said sorry to him and he was like, oh, okay, well, you know, sure. But I could tell he was still pissed off. So then I just like went to the big Sainsbury's and bought him like a really expensive box of chocolates, all of his favourite foods and an amazing bottle of wine and just like left it outside his door. And then he w- and then like the next day he was like, oh my God, Dylan, thank you so much for that. Like, and don't worry, like I know that these things happen and we have different lifestyles and blah, blah. So like, that's a great, people remember gestures so much more than words, I think. Well, words can be really hollow yeah. as well, which is it take it costs you nothing, not even in terms of you know 
finance. You know, to say to say to somebody, oh, I'll never do that again. It doesn't mean so many people then do the same thing again. Yeah, it doesn't you mean know, anything. You know, and so it just doesn't mean anything, and you've got to put these things in the long run. And I certainly think that's true in relationships, whereby this is a completely made up example, but you know, there's no point in saying, you know, oh, we'll share housework. If one person ends up doing yeah. 80% of the housework, you know, you've got to actually do it. You've got to put in the elbow grease and you've got to do the work. Yeah. Um, and that's true of promises. I know, I know a lot of, a lot is made about, you know, oh, do you promise? Do you promise? But actually, you know, you only get so many chances at breaking promises before I would completely lose interest in someone. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's good. To, I think an action proves your words, maybe. Yeah, and I think it, it, that's why you sort of look at this, like a generation learning relationships from Love Island and you, you sort of kind of <laughs> despair because so much is put on the things you say, like the sort of like, will you be my girlfriend, boyfriend? And, you know, oh, I love you. And shall we be exclusive? Unless you're actually going to do something different. Yeah. Like make a make a physical change in your life. It is it's just air. It's just gas. I am still yet to see an episode of Love Island. It's not now. Is not the time to start. <laughs> well, obviously the series is finished, but it's yeah. It's it's. I think it's gone past its sell by a little. Oh, if okay. I'm Sorry, producers, if you're listening. <laughs> um, I'm still available to be a talking head on <laughs> Love Island after some. But no, I think I think yeah, I think. I'm sure everyone will agree as well that actions... Yeah. But isn't that the old adage? Actions Actions speak louder than words? Yeah, that's a a saying. I like that Carrie's ropey old cliche is answered (laughs) by a ropey old cliche. (laughs) When it comes to love, which speaks louder, actions or words? Well, Carrie, actions speak louder than words. Um, Aren't we... Are we going to um, the cabin in the woods next week? Or is that the week after? Oh, not yet. No, next week we have... It's one of the scenes from Sex and the City that I find quite unbearable. And I know my really good friend Beth really struggles oh. to even watch the scene. She has to turn away from the scene where Carrie begs forgiveness. Oh, God. Oh, so yeah. we've got that one. The the quite excruciating, you have to forgive have, me, oh, Aiden. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Shit. Yeah. And the, do- the dog gets diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, we will be back next week. For I diapered your dog, um, <laughs> amongst other highlights. Um, until then, you can find us at S-I-G-T-T podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And please subscribe and like and leave us reviews and, and tell everyone. I will say, Dylan, mm. and now obviously season four is well underway. Yeah. Um, each week, each Tuesday, our listenership has been the highest ever listenership in a single day amazing so i thought the series for premiere was going to be that was at the time it was the highest but then episode two and three have gone out wow even even bigger well thank you to all the listeners we love you and we love everything that you send us on instagram as well um Mm -hmm. and twitter tell us tell us your stories yeah because we're bored and (laughs) now I'm, i'm a married woman in my 40s so please send me um, (laughs) filth. Thanks. We will see you next week. Until then, take care. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.